If you're new to the podcast community and you want to start a new podcast and you're looking for a platform that is user-friendly, that has everything you need at your fingertips, that won't set any limits, that you can earn money, then I would recommend Anchor. Now, Anchor can be used basically anywhere. You could be in your car, you can be laying on the sofa in bed where you can edit, um, record, and upload. Um, You can throw in um, soundtracks. You can, I mean, everything is there for you. Now, I use it because, like, it's user-friendly and um, it is free. And I find it really easy to navigate without it being very confusing now most platforms you know before you can even try it out you need to sign up and pick a plan I like anchor because I don't have to go through any of that so I recommend it now if you really want to get into it I recommend you going to your website anchor.fm and you know signing up or you can download anchor.fm from the google store itunes um, and give it a try so don't forget to go to anchor.fm sign up and i'll see you all in podcast community Today, we are going to be discussing, I'm going to let you guess what I'm talking about today. The year was 1848, and the state of California was forever changed when a, name, when a man named James Marshall found gold in Coloma. Mines were created, towns were built, and California became an official part of the United States. Well, when the gold rush died, several towns did not survive. Today, we're going to examine these and other abandoned towns in Northern California, where most of the remaining residents are ghosts. Angels Camp, California. This quaint town was nearing the point of abandonment when gold was discovered in nearby quartz veins. The population quickly boomed and stamp mills were built to process several millions worth of gold. Unfortunately, the town, like so many others, did not did eventually fail when no when gold was no longer found. And the stamp mills were forced to shut their doors. Recently a group of photographers set out to photograph the town with when they saw a misty apparition near the abandoned stamp mill. 
when the curious when they cautiously approached the building they saw a few other apparitions seemingly moving about the mill as if they were still in operation and trying to communicate with each other as they fled the scene one man swore he heard the sounds of machines roaring back to life behind him susanville california gold was discovered in the neighboring town in 1855 making the creation of susanville seem like a no-brainer after the decline of the gold rush this small town sat abandoned for over a century however californians are slowly reviving the town putting the pieces back together as they restore buildings many have claimed to have heard sounds of uns unseen town folk discussing nearby crops and prospect of gold many visitors have been spoke by the close proximity of these disembodied voices, although they do not seem to be addressing anyone still living. It would seem that these spirits are stuck in time, back when Susanville first prospered. Coloma, California Among gold and ghost towns in Northern California, Coloma is among the most famous. This is where the gold rush first began when James Marshall discovered gold at his business partner's sawmill. While the time period may made several men fairly wealthy, Marshall made no profit on his discovery. Many local visitors today believe that's because of this reason. J. Marshall haunts the town of Coloma. Some have claimed to have seen a transparent ghost bearing his likeness walking just outside of town. They think he's off searching for the gold and the wealth that should have been rightfully his while living. Placerville, California Placerville, also creepily, creepily known as Hangtown, is located a short distance from Coloma. Placerville was born and declined due to the gold rush, although it remains a fantastic condition. Recently, a group of tourists came to visit Placerville and were shocked at what happened to them. As they were wandering in the streets, many of them believed they heard sounds of boots walking along beside them. When one of the group members spoke about the sound out loud, one of the jurors cried out in pain. They had a burn mark in the shape of a cattle rod, scorching into his leg. Cutlerville, California The sleepy town of Cutlerville was first developed in 1850, but it didn't become an official, but did not have its official name until three years later. Today, Cutlerville is compromised of a ramshackle shops and dust houses. Those, two, those who dare to visit are often subjected to paranormal torment. The resident poltergeist is said to live in, the, live in Cutlerville and does not enjoy folks from out of town. Even from a distance, folks who pass by have seen lights go on and off in random noises that do not correlate with anything. The spirit has been known to steal precious jewelry, shove people, and pull on the hair of little girls who dare to enter his domain. The French Gulch was, was established by French miners who came to see fortune in 1849. The town grew quite popular and crowded when thousands of people crossed it on the way to the famous California Trail. During the last five years, many California residents have, have claimed that the town is haunted. They have said that 
If you wander into the town late at night, you see mysterious ghost lights floating around town. Skeptics claim to have seen and reflected car lights from neighboring towns, but, wi but witnesses do not all agree. The ghost lights do not follow any pattern like car lights would. They are sometimes seen in human form emanating blue and green hues. A few witnesses have said <laughs> a few witnesses have since developed problems with their eyes, potentially leading to permanent blindness. Old Shasta, California. Now, one of the old gold rush towns built during the 1850s, Old Shasta is said to be the worst physical shape as well as the most haunted. Many Californians res residents refuse to enter this area as a hooded figure has been seen lurking in the shadows of abandoned broke buildings. A recent rumor reported that the group of tourists saw a group saw a couple approach and speak with one of these horrible figures. When they were done speaking, the couple refused to speak or make eye contact with anybody. When a friend went to check up on them and asked how was their trip the following morning, she couldn't find them. Now, exploring new territory is always fun and adventurous, but sometimes there are serious consequences. Those who are wise should use caution when visiting towns you never know what lurks behind the dusty faded windows. So, you know when I do stories like this, it's from my favorite webs website, the Backpackerverse. So, that was the seven haunted Northern California towns enter at your own risk. Um, so, uh, we're going next one is um, also from from the same website sorry um, allergies for some reason I can't read today I don't know what's wrong with me yeah I do I know what's wrong with me um, bloody ghost in a frilly white dress and nestled between the Santa Cruz and Santa Clara counties in California West of Gilroy and east of Watsonville is a mountain pass known as Hecker Pass. U.S. Highway 152 runs through it. They say that if you drive on that stretch of road late at night, you would, you would do well not stop on your way through because there is a paranormal apparition that who just might decide t that your soul looks like a tasty midnight snack. Hecker Pass might be the home of the most angry ghost. Local legends, which date way back to the mid-1800s, state that there is a woman in a white frilly dress who haunts the area and who sometimes attacks those who pass by in the middle of the night. Now, unlike many haunted locations, however, this one does not appear to have a backstory, or if it does, no one has come forward so far to explain it to the general public. No, it just appears that the ghost of the woman roams the area, and she's a very unfriendly ghost. They found my great-grandfather's general sis Hattie, an 86-year-old who resides in one of the Watsonville retirement communities, and who chain-smokes unfiltered camels between puffs on her oxygen tank. Wow, oh my 
I'm going to talk about that after. He was a homesteader, you know, and he built him a cabin and on the other side of the pass. He, di he disappeared in 1876 and was never heard from again. The last few entries in his journal talk of him meeting a strange woman out in the woods and that how she would disappear and then reappear straight right, standing right behind him hissing into his ear. He was very afraid of her and the and thought she was some kind of spirit. Those entries went on every day for four months until the day he just simply was gone and no one ever saw him again. The woman in the white frilly dress might be a murderess. Similar disappearance in the modern times have been hinted by locals, although so far no hard evidence exists to prove or disapprove anything. Multiple, multiple times a year, nighttime drivers through the area will report seeing a woman who appears to be in the 19th century style frill, frill dress. In almost every report, it is the most, oh, this is the most, get it together, Denise. It is the moment when she looks up that most drivers step on the gas to get the hell out of there. She has fangs, man, said one young driver who used to drive through the pass regularly, but avoids it at all costs now, at least at night. There's blood all over her face. She's a killer, I'm telling you, and I don't want to be her next victim. Although nothing is etched in stone when it comes to the ghost with the frilly dress, one thing is clear. She inspires fear in the hearts of those who see her. Interesting. Now, if you are an old person and you're on an oxygen tank, why the hell are you smoking? It makes no sense to me. Um, the next story is What Haunts the Moose Loud Lodge in Turlock, California? Sherlock, California is home to one of many moose lodges scattered across the United States. Moose is a fraternity which was established by Dr. Henry Wilson in 1888. The primary purpose of this organization is to aid communities, children, and the disabled. Turlock has been a moose location for several decades now. While many people have been to this particular lodge without incident, some members have begun to claim that it's haunted. Strange disembodied noises have been reported, along with objects that seem to move at their own will. Now, some older members believe the paranormal activities caused by a member who died many years ago. He was known as Dapper Don, and he enjoyed a good practical joke. Those who knew him while he was alive believe he had come back to haunt the lodge and move objects around as a prank. But others aren't quite convinced. Dapper Don was a playful man, but not all malicious. But when one woman was visiting the Moose Lodge for an event, her encounter with the paranormal entity by no means was friendly. My son was mentally challenged and we are heavily involved in the Special Olympics. I love the Moose Fraternity because it, they donate a lot of time, money, and resources to Special Olympics. 
and they really help out us parents, the woman said, after requesting to keep her identity anonymous. I can't imagine how we would be able to put them on without their con continual help and service. Anyways, I was at the lodge in Turlock to discuss an upcoming event and um, it was evening time and it was getting dark outside. We were about to wrap up our meeting when my son's babysitter called me on my cell. Now, with a mentally challenged son, I always pick up when the babysitter calls. You just don't always know what to expect when handling a kid like that. And I wanted to make sure that the babysitter knew I was available to chat whenever she needed me. I grabbed my phone and I stepped outside to speak with her. I can't remember why she called. It wasn't anything important. During the conversation, I began to notice that there was the sound of someone walking through the sand and dirt on the ground. But I didn't see anyone around me. The noises seemed to get louder and louder. No one ever appeared, she frowned. I couldn't blame it on the wind because the few trees in the area were perfectly still. I thought maybe it was coming from my babysitter's end, but she couldn't hear anything. I could hear these terrifying sounds. I got off the phone and started to walk around the building wondering if someone needed help or something. Part of me hoped that what I heard was somebody in need of assistance because that way at least I'd know what the noise was. I walked around the entire building and didn't see a soul. I made for the front door of the lodge when I felt the pressure on my back, which caused me to stumble. As I got up, I heard the graveling, a graveling voice on the air and it sounded like it was chuckling, laughing at me. I didn't see anybody, but I definitely didn't feel alone, nor did I feel safe. I ran to the doors, took one last glance behind me. I thought I saw a pale white leg move behind the bingo sign out front. I was just about to scream when a white poodle suddenly emerged from a broken leash around its neck. I probably sound crazy to some people, but it was not a dog I heard rustling around me, she said, getting teary-eyed. Especially not a tiny dog like this. And what happened to its leash? So these are all um, locations that have taken place in Northern California. It's like a, maybe like a six hour drive from where I am. But what do you think? Inquiring minds want to know. Um, <clears throat> so we have the gold, the, the nine towns or the seven towns from the gold rush time. Um, those are all bucket list for me. Um, let's see, so those are the, the gold rush towns, which like I said, are about like six hours for me. So that's bucket list. I'd probably go see a couple of those. Um, the lady on highway one something, 152, 162, 152, 62. Um, that's also a good one so I might do a bucket list on that one and Turlock I may go s do that one also so all these locations I may just go do uh, you know a drive up there or leave on a Friday and do a whole weekend of bucket lists 
likely to come back on a Sunday. Um, if anybody is local in California, Southern California to be exact, and you want to do uh, a little investigation, uh, by all means, let me know. I'm totally down. You know, and you never know with me and my connection to the Oogie Boogies. Um, we may have some in beautiful encounters with some dead people. Speaking of dead people, um, when was it? Friday, I was driving to work, and out of the corner of my eye, in my rearview mirror, I saw somebody sitting in the back seat of my car. Now, you're all going to say, D, come on. It was just your mirror. I go, no, 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 no. Um, there was a unique um, woodsy smell in my car. Um, when I noticed the figure in the back seat. Now, it sat in the middle of the back seat. Um, it had short hair. It was a short person. It had short hair. Um, around face. Um, the clothing was dark. Couldn't make out the clothing, but I just saw it out of the corner of my eye, and that's what I remember the most. Um, I was on the freeway going to work, so basically I was on the 91 jumping onto the 710. If you're from California, then you, especially Southern California, you'll know the 91 and the 710. So I was jumping onto the 710 when um, I just, something made me look up at this in my rear view mirror and um, the 710 is heavily um, rigs, big rigs, you know, 53 footers because they're all going to the port of Long Beach and um, I have a tendency just to keep an eye out because some of these riggers just drive crazy and something made me look up or like look into the rear view mirror and that's when I saw the figure sitting in the back seat of my car I was like um what do I do and I'm like alright you know what I'm just gonna fuck it I'm like hello you know and, and I've had a little old lady in the backseat of my car. I've had phantom smells in my car. Um, I've had all these weird things happen to me while I'm driving in my car. Like, feels like somebody's grabbing my ankles when I'm driving, um, or they're pulling on my on my pant legs. And no, my pant legs aren't, you know, baggy. It's they're fitted to the ankle. So yeah. I just have to clarify because a lot of people are going to be like, No, D, it's because your pants got caught on something. And I'll be like, No, that's not true. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, that is a um, strange thing that happened in my vehicle. And... Um, I haven't seen it because I've been working from home the past couple of days. So I haven't really been 
driving my vehicle. So, um, but I do have a doctor appointment tomorrow, so um, I'll see if I get to see the figure again. But um, let me know what you guys thought about the episode. It's a short one. I'm keeping them short because I'm not feeling very well. Um, I have a lot of things going on and my immune system took a dump. So my fibro and my arthritis are killing me right now on top of my mental state. Amongst other things. So um, health-wise, I'm not doing too good. But um, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Um, leave us a comment. Um, follow us on social media. The more you share, the more you um, even leave a comment. Um, it helps with the ratings. And um, I appreciate all your supports. If you like to donate, there's the donation through Anchor, and there's the PayPal donation. If you like to to donate, I've had a couple people donate already um, for the podcast. So, like I said, thank you very much to those who donated. Um, I know the economy's shitty, so I'm never I never say give me your money because that's just not how I am. If you want to donate a dollar, then you can donate a dollar. If you want to donate, you know, monthly donation of a dollar via Anchor, then by all means, go ahead. Do a monthly donation of a dollar, you know. It's what you can afford. If you really enjoy my podcast, you enjoy the content, by all means, go ahead. I'm not going to stop you, but I'm not, but I'm not going to force you either. Um... So with that being said, I'm signing off because I'm going to take a break and my throat is killing me. Um, and um, I will all see you next time in my little paranormal world. Bye.